Stephanie's dad brought a case of wine to the beach. Oh my gosh. <laughs> which is 12 bottles, if you don't know. That's a heck of a lot. We definitely finished that. Damn. In three nights. And one night, there was five of us drinking, and we finished seven bottles of wine. Wow. The juice was loose. <laughs> Good evening, everyone, and welcome to The Midnight Connection, the podcast where two dads talk about anything they want at the only time they can, episode 13. How are you, Chris? Doing great. I'm ready. Holidays went well? Holiday, yeah, it was fun. I guess. Holiday. Just, yeah. Only one. Any update on the uh, sugar ham? You sent me a picture. I sent you a picture. You sent, sent me you a picture. picture. Yeah, and Steph said it led to you just kind of falling apart. <laughs> it just broke my brain because I didn't see anything on the the plate that looked like ham. You know what it looked like? It looked like uh, caramelized carrot. Mm. No, no, no. It had a very dark color. I had a very so, dark color. Was it delicious? You, you just got to try it. Yeah, of course. Now, Francis looks- was a little disappointed. She said she didn't quite get the... Uh, Caramelization, right? Mm. So she'll just have to try it again. I'm sure you got enough leftovers to try that. We actually didn't bring any back here. What? Which we lamented. Wow. <laughs> All week long. Looks like but, I'll never uh, try it now. No, we'll just we'll just have to get a whole nother spower ham just for you. <laughs> we like to start our episodes with a connection <laughs> question. So, Chris, the connection question that I pose to you tonight is, do you have any irrational fears? Rational fear? Irrational fears. Oh, irrational fear. <laughs> I mean, any fear can be rational if you rationalize it to yourself. This is very, yes, that's, that's why I was a little surprised by the question. <laughs> An irrational fear. You know, so I've mentioned, so when we got around Halloween stuff, I did mention I have an overactive imagination mm. i i if i typically i'm not afraid of dark places right mm-hmm. but if i just start imagining things like an idiot it will still scare me mm. to this to this day so like when it's late at night and you have to get something from the kitchen and you have to move around in your house is it in darkness or are you turning on lights uh, like, like I, kitchen's fine, but if I got to go to the basement and do something, you know what I mean? Yeah. Cut, cut off all the lights as I go. If I imagine, if I, even for a split second, if I just let my brain go there, it will probably It'll scare go me. there. Yeah. <laughs> it'll go there. <laughs> it will and go there. freak me out. And then I'm running up the stairs <laughs> like an idiot. <laughs> I feel you. It will still do it. The dark is scary. The imagination is scarier. The imagination is, yeah. That's what Yeah. For a long time, my irrational fear was choking. Really? And it was because I remember I had gotten really sick. I think like um, 
bronchitis or something. And I had to be on meds for a while. And during this time, we um, went to Peru while I was, like, taking the meds. So when I got to Peru, one of the things that my great-grandma loves to cook me is basically, like, steak frites their way. Nice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, that's I'm all about that shit. So she cooks that for me. I'm eating. I start choking on a piece of steak. Legit choking. Like, legit ass okay. choking. Okay. I'm probably, I want to say, 13, maybe 12. Mm-hmm. And I'm legit choking. No one is around to help me. And somehow, I, like, dislodge the thing from my throat. Now, I was already... <laughs> like traumatized at that point. So uh-huh. I had I like was couldn't eat steak for the longest time. I would have to cut everything like super small. Yeah. And the reason that I mentioned the medication is because all of a sudden I was unable to swallow pills. To swallow, yeah. And that lasted into my mid 20s. Really? I could never swallow a pill. Any Man. pill that I had to get for medication or like if I t- took um Advil or something like that. Yeah. I would bite. Oh, God. Yep. That sounds terrible. You know what, Chris? I got to tell you, it was. It was terrible. I can almost taste, even though I've never done it, I I can taste it. Not that I have ever tasted it, but I imagine it's like eating a mouthful (laughs) of chalk. I can tell you that a leave is the worst. A leave and Advil. Are the worst because it breaks up into like this super fine powder that gets yeah. stuck. That's disgusting. Yeah, yeah. You know what I do? I, I actually I've actually made it a point in my life to be able to swallow pills without water. See, for me, even at the point in my pill swallowing progression that I am currently <laughs> in life, that sounds fucking impossible. <laughs> I don't understand how people can just swallow a pill. Even to this day, when I take medicine. Half of me is like, bro, you're going to be okay. Just trust in the process. Just trust in it. <laughs> yep. I mean, people, like, Francis, when she first saw me do it, she's like, what are you doing? I'm like, hey, there might come a time when I need to swallow some medication and I don't have water. <laughs> like, I'm going to be ready. <laughs> you are preparing ahead of time. Yep. I will be ready for that day. No, dude, that sounds insane to me. Like now I'll, you know, if I get sick and I got to take like Dayquil or NyQuil, the gel capsules, everyone would always tell me, try the gel capsules. They're easier to swallow. I disagree. I know that. I think they're literally made to be easier to swallow, but I disagree because if you don't get it down in that first gulp, you're literally, it's like a floating boat inside of your mouth (laughs) that is uncontrolled and you choke again. (laughs) <laughs> and you're you're like against the clock because it's just gonna keep wearing down. Yeah, but the good thing about the the gel capsule is that you can hold it in your mouth for a while. And like you, the regular the regular pills, they start to disintegrate, and then it gets on your tongue, and then that's so the, just so the gel capsule is better in that case. I guess just no pills, mm. guys. Haven't we evolved to the point where every medicine can be a liquid? <laughs> can I just drink it? Can I just drink it, please? <laughs> just give me the children's version, and I'll take triple the dosage. Would you take a shot over a pill, like a injection? Oh, yeah, definitely. Wow. Damn. I mean, not if I have to take it, you know, like 
two a day. <laughs> but <laughs> if it was like, hey, here's the entire like round of Dayquil that you would have to take for like two days. Instead, here's a shot. Mm. Let's mm. go. Good mm. to know. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and good to know that should the world ever run out of water, you're still going to be able to take medication. I'll be ready. Yeah. You'll be ready. Yeah. Whatever the pill. <laughs> <laughs> Well, listeners, this week we thought we would try something again in a little different of a format. We are thinking we're going to do a parenting personality quiz. That is right. Now, this is going to be a little bit different than the BuzzFeed quiz that we did before. This is a quiz from Psych Central. It will tell us our parenting style from the these three parenting styles. And I'm going to read this verbatim from the website. So the first parenting style is authoritative. This is a nurturing and supportive parenting style with firm limits set for children. To try to control their children's behavior, parents will often explain and discuss the rules and limits they've set. They will listen to their child's point of view, but may not consider it. (laughs) (laughs) All these descriptions are written really, like, snarky. They'll listen. May not matter. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. At least you tried. Uh, Parenting style two, permissive. Permissive parents are known to be loving and warm, but don't usually monitor their children closely or set hard boundaries with clear expectations of appropriate behavior. According to the American Psychological Association, children who have grown up with permissive guardians tend to be impulsive, rebellious, aggressive, and have challenges with self-reliance and self-control. Shouldn't they tell you that at the end? I mean, they're just trying to prepare you. You don't want to know the answers? It might skew the answers. That's fair. You you know how that happens. That is fair. Should I read the last one then? I'm not going to choose it. (laughs) I'm not going to choose it. Should I read the third one then? Or should we leave the third one a mystery? Mm, You might as well. We're we're pot committed at this point. (laughs) I promise to not be be biased. We do our best. We solemnly do swear. To not be biased. (laughs) So the third parenting style is uninvolved or flexible. Parents who are in this category of flexibility or uninvolved, sometimes called laissez-faire, have a style that may may be seen as unavailable, neglectful, or absent. Children of these parents may have challenges with self-esteem and seek out unhealthy substitutions for parents. According to a 2019 study, people with uninvolved parents often have trouble with social relationships and emotional regulation. Okay, now that we've read them, Mm. it kind of, I don't know. (laughs) From my standpoint, it sounds like there's a good, a bad, and a pretty freaking bad. <laughs> I don't, it's not, not here. <laughs> it's not here for judgment. Ah. It's just letting you know. <laughs> I mean, you could look at it as uninvolved, or you could look at it as flexible. Is it fair? That's right. Now we're both going to try to be authoritative parents. <laughs> <laughs> well, so did you um 
when you mentioned this, there I said there was something that I wanted to bring up. Yeah, and that, I don't know if I feel like we talked about it or or I've talked to you about it. Did you ever watch the Parent Test on Hulu? No. Okay, you guys should definitely watch it. The show, it's I think it's only went for one season. It's called The Parent Test it's on Hulu. For if you guys have Hulu, and it's basically a show about I want to say they start off with maybe eight to 10 or 12 distinct parenting styles. Mm. So you have, you have the couples on the show that will represent that parenting style. And then they get put through tests with their children and stuff like that. So um, the host is like a, uh, I can't remember what the, the woman's background, but the, the gentleman they have as a host, he's like a, you know, renowned expert on parenting and child behavior and all that stuff. And the, the styles run the whole gamut, just like this is saying. You got people that are super, super disciplined, very strict and rigid with, you know, certain guidelines, like rules and things like that. And then you have the complete opposite, which is the uninvolved or flexible who just, you know, they just let their kids do whatever just it is do they're going to do. And, yeah. Like very free, you know? Yeah. And then everything in between. It's very interesting to watch because, you know, it, it, it starts and you're like, I mean, let's let's be honest. The judgment immediately starts. <laughs> you're sure, like, of course. That sounds like a dumb way to parent. But then yeah. it's fascinating because you see you you start to see how what the impact is on the kids mm-hmm. and how like and how it kind of how uh, they prepares them in different ways. Yeah, and like yeah, yeah. So it's really really interesting. And they their goal is to kind of wean down to what would be considered the best parenting style to produce the most prepared child. For the for the future, is this a thing where like every week they kick off a family? No, not really, because they have to wean it down, right? So, how do they? Oh, oh kick off get... as I mean, as in like get rid of kick yeah, off. Yeah, yeah, Sorry, yeah. Yes, yeah. they they'll have um there'll be a test and they'll do like four families at a time that that participate in the test and then everyone else that's all the other families basically watch what happens and then they talk about it like they comment on it and then the parents that aren't in that group will vote. Mm. So it's it's just all completely done within the show. So the, the oh, it's all about the parents themselves choosing who they feel, and it's Did obviously the right job. Yeah, you know, obviously it's not they're not going to vote for themselves. So yeah, you really have to you know consider what has been effective or what you know what is. So for example, one one of the tests that they do is they'll they'll have the kids at home alone for a short period of time, and a stranger will come to the door. And so they'll and they'll they'll record with secret cameras or whatever what the kids do. It's not a perfect test, obviously, because the sure. age of the kids ranges. You know, so you know you can nitpick at at the way they tested it and stuff like that. But it's still very fascinating to see, and it's interesting just to learn about all the different ways that parents approach, uh, you know, the kids and the and parenting in general. But it, it's nice to kind of observe it and just you know pluck out the, the important. Things that you think are important. So absolutely, you should definitely cool. watch. You and Steph should definitely watch it. I know a reality show about being able to judge people parenting. <laughs> I don't even know if I'd call it a reality show. It's. I mean, it is about them trying to, you know, someone trying to quote unquote win. But it. I mean, reality very, shows are definitely not all about people winning. No yeah. one's winning on, you know, keeping up with the Kardashians. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no one they are. is winning. They're winning. That's fair. 
No, that's yeah, cool. Definitely worth the watch. We'll definitely check that out. But now, before we watch that show, we'll know what kind of parenting we'd like to use. Do you have any guesses on your parenting? You want to do like front end predictions? Yeah, I'm pretty sure I'm authoritative. I feel like I'm somewhere between authoritative and permissive, which is weird because it seems like they would be opposites. For me, like everything, and I'm sure we'll get into this in the discussions, a lot of things are circumstantial. Oh, yeah, definitely. I'd probably say authoritative with like a step or two towards permissive, depending on the circumstance. Like <laughs> and the child, <laughs> the specific child. Yes. <laughs> so the way we're going to take this quiz, um, it's going to be statements that are going to be provided. And then Chris and I will choose between strongly disagree, disagree, Neither agree or disagree, agree or strongly agree. Yep, seems to be the case for all of them. Yep. All right. So the first discussion topic. Kids should provide... Oh, nope. Read it wrong. <laughs> I was like, oh, I'm in My the wrong <laughs> Parents should provide direction, but also listen and discuss their kids' concerns. I'm strongly agree with that one. I will strongly agree as well. That that goes back to the whole like listen, but doesn't always take it into account. <laughs> <laughs> you're not, yeah. I mean, I want you to tell me, but it doesn't mean you're gonna get what yeah. you want. Your voice but is I heard will hear here. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I will hear you. It's also be interesting you because you've actually gone through it. All of my answers are going to be like... Hypothetically speaking. Hypothetical. That's right. <laughs> Hypothetically speaking, I will be this kind of person. All right, question two, or statement two. Society would be better if parents were more strict with their kids. Mm. Mm -mm. I will... Mm, I'll agree with that. I land on agree also. Almost strongly agree for oh, me, yeah. if I'm being, <laughs> I if I'm say, being completely honest. <laughs> I'm, I'm like, being completely honest. Like, maybe strongly. Uh, definitely, at, yeah. Agree at a minimum. <laughs> I like that. Agree at a minimum. You know? Now, why do, why do you say that? Unfortunately, a lot of it is anecdotal, right? So I hear a lot of stories about what's going on, for example, in, in school right now, like public school especially. And I'm a public school kid. So mm -hmm. I came up in that system. It's what I know. It's what I'm used to. But it just sounds like we have a whole lot of kids that just don't, like, they don't give shit about anything. Yeah. The, a, lot, a lot of stuff that's going on just makes it such a challenging environment because it's like the teachers can't do anything about it anymore either. Mm -hmm. You know? Nor, I so, mean, then there's discussion if it's even their place. Yeah. Yeah. Should they? How far should they go? And, you know, back in the day, it was, it was sort of like from a parent to a teacher, it was basically a transference of, of that authority, yeah. right? Back then, you might even ha you might even ha like have that actually take place where the parent would communicate to the child, like, "Hey, while you're here at school, this teacher, your teacher, has basically the same authority that I do." And th but then, you know, of course, you run into people that abuse that. Yeah. So it's like, well, you know, you don't give them all the authority. You teach your kids to be careful and mindful about people that may take advantage of that. But then, if the teachers are not able to discipline in effective ways, then they just get railroaded and run over by kids who just 
do whatever the hell they want because there's nothing to stop them. It's yep. crazy. Now I hear that. The way that I see it is boundaries are important for development. You know, I, I am of the like, not that this necessarily applies, but like I always feel like you have to know the rule in order to break it. Because that, that sort of gives you like some sort of respect. Like if you want to be a badass and like break the rules, like know what you're doing as opposed to like there not be feeling like a weight or consequence for doing mm -hmm. that because you don't care about the rules and the rules were never important in your upbringing, right? Like my mom always taught me to respect everything. Does right. that mean I didn't break the rules? Hell no. <laughs> yeah. I definitely broke the rules, but when I did, I would be lying if I said I didn't feel like a weight yeah. to breaking the rules, which made me at the very least stop and consider, what am I doing? <laughs> Is this <laughs> yeah. really what I want to be doing? As opposed to just mindlessly being like, well, fuck it all. Yeah, like this is a very conscious decision I'm making. Yes. And, you know, and I know, <laughs> should I get caught? <laughs> I will be fucked. I'm going to get it, yeah. Next statement. Kids should make most of their decisions without parental direction. Most of their own decisions without parental direction. Interesting. I am going to go agree on this. Yeah, I land there too. I was considering neither agree or disagree, but that just feels like waff like you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it feels yeah. like a cop out. You're gonna have the same fucking answers for this. Uh, <laughs> it's good yeah, though. There's just, gotta be some place where we don't, but but yeah, I, I I think the clear distinction here is that the word direction, right? Yeah. Because it doesn't mean that the parents aren't involved or, or like conscious. Input. Yeah. But it's like the parents shouldn't be like, this is what you want, right? <laughs> you <laughs> yeah. know? Don't you want to be doing this? <laughs> it might make we, me the most proud of you. <laughs> <laughs> I would be so happy if you did this. But uh, we actually, we kind of, um, well, I try to practice this with the kids already. Just for context, my kids right now are seven and five. And five months. Um and he gets it too. No, I, <laughs> I, uh, I try to most. instill in them that, like, you have you're making a choice, right? So, I'll, I'll set the, set the stage. Right, you could choose, like, you could do this or you could do that. You make the choice, and these this is what's like, you know, these are the consequences to either of them, you know. And it could be something as simple as so. Yesterday we were talking with them. <laughs> uh, Io will sometimes complain if we're like, hey, it's time to take a shower or you know whatever the bath. She'll give some lip about that. And we're like, you know, here's the expectation. And, and yesterday I, I told her, I was like, all right, this is what we're going to do. The expectation is generally you're going to take a shower every day, right? So you should expect to at some point, right? Mm -hmm. Especially if we go out and do stuff where you get all sweaty or whatever. Yeah. You should expect it. It's going to happen. So you could choose, you know, like if we come home and you feel like you want to do that, you can choose to do it right away. So it's out of the way. Or you could choose not to, and you can wait, but you're going to have to eventually. And if it gets too late, you're just going to have to do it when we tell you to, you know, because <laughs> it has to happen. Yeah. And, and that was just like trying to help her understand that it's, you know, unless it comes to that point, I'm not going to force you to do it. And you have to, you have the option to choose. You know, if you're in the mood to do it early, do it early. 
so that mm-hmm. you can hang out and be comfortable or whatever. But I try to do that often where it's like, here's the situation. You're making a choice. If we start getting frustrated with them, it's like, well, you, you know, you're choosing to do what you're doing. And this is the effect it's having on me, you know? Yes. You knew and, uh, that it was going to yeah. happen anyway. <laughs> and it's like, I, you're welcome to choose that, but it's going to come with consequences, you know? And so that's mm-hmm. kind of how we, how I like to approach it with them. And I'll, and I'll tell them, you know, this is, this is what I think. This is, you know, my opinion where I stand on it, but it's up to you is what, is usually what, how I'll approach it. So I'm going to agree on that one. Obviously with my kid. She hasn't told me no to anything yet. <laughs> Although right. she's right at the cusp. Oh, oh she's right at the cusp. <laughs> she's been saying no more often and throwing things around. But maybe that'll follow up with the next statement, That's which it. is there shouldn't be rigid rules for kids' behavior. Should not. Okay. There should not be rigid rules for kids' behavior. Hmm, hmm, hmm. This is the one that I will go middle of the road and say neither agree or disagree. It's too situational? It's too situational to the child for me because mm, okay. I think, obviously, disclaimer, these are all our opinions. We're not professionals. <laughs> We're not telling you how to parent, live your best life, fuck everyone yeah. else. But... some kids need more rules and some kids don't or they might they might need different rules you know what i mean i think exploration Mm -hmm. is really important in a child's development and part of that exploration is where is the line Mm -hmm. and sometimes the only way you can find the line is by pushing up against it or breaking past it so does that mean that the rules should be rigid and not adaptable to that particular child, right? Mm Because rigidity, to me, the way I hear that is what I say goes, you didn't do what we agreed upon. Mm -hmm. doesn't matter why. Mm -hmm. Okay. I'm going to, I'm going to disagree with this one. And that, uh, but from the standpoint of there are, certain rules that I think should apply to just about every kid. So those are, and and I say that as in like the fundamental safety type things. Mm. Like you should never leave with someone else that, you know, without us knowing that type of thing. Sure. And it was interesting just the other day we were at the, um, we were at the nearby coffee shop and I was outside the, uh, the shop that we go to has this big aquarium kind of built into the, like a wall that's right outside the door. So the kids love to go there and check out the fish. So I was standing outside with the two of them and we had Corey, our dog with us. And while I was out there with the two of them, another little girl came out by herself and um, stood like on the other side of, there's a wall that kind of separates this. So Mm -hmm. she went around, had a little fish, little like aquarium cleaner net with her that she got from the owner. And we talked to the owner. So She's really, she's familiar with us and she's friendly with us. So she comes, this little, little girl comes out, starts cleaning the tank. She's talking to my kids, but she's by herself. I, I didn't know until she told us, but I was like, she can't be any older than I was. So she's seven max, right? Mm-hmm. And then another girl comes out who looked older, 
but the other girl said she was the oldest. So I don't know. <laughs> she was like much bigger. <laughs> and I was like, I don't know that you're the oldest. But another girl comes out, she feeds the fish, and then she ends up going back inside. I haven't seen, I didn't see a mom or parent at all for like, I don't know, 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. Here I am thinking, of course, I wouldn't ever, I wouldn't do, any, do anything, right? Mm-hmm. But so, so this little coffee shop is, it's on the side of a Route 1, which is not a major road, but it's very busy, right? And I mean, it's literally on the side. Like if a car, if a car were to lose the, lose the line, you could easily crash into the building. It's very yeah. close to, right? And then, uh, and the parking lot is tight. Like it's, it's all right there. It's not like you have a walkway. There's just a little tiny sitting area in front of it. And then you have this wall, which is where the fish are. I'm like, okay, she's the best. She's, this girl's definitely been out here long enough to have disappeared. Like, and no one even know, right? Yeah. Because not not only like not only was no one out there with her, there are windows in front, but she was standing in a section where it's hard to see from a window because she had gone around. And and I was I was like I would have never let Io do that personally. Yeah. I mean, and and not only that, that, but like for her to get around the wall, she's walking in like the main part of the parking lot, and these cars come in fast because they're coming off of that road. Mm-hmm. So when they turn in, they turn in quick. And I'm like, man. It was just, I don't know. It was just, it struck me as like, like, am I, I don't think I'm too strict about that kind of stuff. And and this was very, like, she just had no concern in the world. Eventually she can't, her mom came out <laughs> and, uh, and talked to us and stuff. And and it's funny because I was outside with Corey because, you know, Corey, I couldn't bring her in and the, and the owner wanted to meet her. But the kids went inside and I said, I'm going to go wait with Corey in the van. So I went, mm-hmm. I went to the van and then. I was sitting in there for a few minutes and then I saw Io and Benji come out of the, of the shop by themselves. And I was watching for a minute and I was like, okay, Francis is going to come out the door in a second, or I'm going to have to come out. And so (laughs) so, (laughs) somebody's going to get these fucking kids. (laughs) Yeah. So Io, Io and Benji came out and they went to the fish tank and then Io saw some other people walking to the coffee shop from the parking lot. And then she looked around for a second and then she grabbed Benji and went back inside. And I was like, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. I was like, that's my girl. I was like, she made the right call, took care of her brother, you know? Safety that, first. I, yeah, because I was like, no one is there. She she recognized it quickly and it was yeah. like, we need to go back inside. So That's great, man. It was interesting to observe. Yeah. You know? It's like and see, it, seeing the research firsthand. Yeah. I mean, I was like, I don't want to be pet. You know, I don't want to be worried or scared from my kids all the time, but I would so much rather do that than experience the tragedy that could happen if I wasn't. Sure. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, you know, I got abducted once. Shut the f- Are you serious? Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I feel like every not time to we derail, do- <laughs> not to derail this, uh, this test. But, uh, oh my god! Yeah, okay. I definitely got abducted once. When I want to say I was four, I think. Oh my god! Dude, it was in Peru. Like it was in Peru. Jesus! I'll tell the quick version of the story. So, in Peru, you go to the corner markets to like uh-huh. get your morning bread and everything like that. So yeah, everything is like, fresh. Sounds like something we do in the Philippines. Exactly. And like, you know, these open air markets are like three blocks 
that they all, like, there's just a bunch of different vendors, right? So we had come to Peru from the U.S., and my mom had brought the family, like, this bike, this mountain bike. And because that was the quickest way to get to and from the market, in the morning, my aunt wanted to go get some food or go get the the morning bread and stuff like that. So she was like, let me just take Eddie. I'll strap him to the back in the car um, or the bike seat, whatever. She goes, brand new bike, right? At the entrance of the market, she gets jumped for the oh, bike. shoot. So they grab her, shove her the hell off the bike, get on the bike, pedal away. Like, it happens in a split second. Problem is, there's a little baby boy strapped oh to the back of the bike. gosh, no freaking way. So my aunt runs back home. My mom comes out, you know, full nightgown, no shoes on my gravel road, searching for me. My family searches the whole market for me. Don't find me. And on the far exit of the market, they find me sitting on a stoop. And I, I'm just like seated up against the wall laughing. And that's, that's how my mom found me. Yeah. <laughs> Do you remember any of that? Or is no, I don't remember any of it. That's all oh from my, my mom's story. So what we assume happened is that these dudes obviously took a bike. And then they were like, there's a fucking kid on this You're bike. Like, shit. <laughs> God damn it. And I'll they take put a bike. me I down. taking a kid. <laughs> yeah. So they put me down. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Dude. Yeah. Oh, my. Man, I cannot. Oh, I, I cannot imagine. We thought we lost the kids for a split second at the airport once. Oh, no. It was the most, it was the most terrifying moment. I can only imagine. Damn. Damn. <laughs> yeah, wow. don't ride new shit in Peru. That might have been a long time ago, but the rule still applies. It still applies. <laughs> wow, that's crazy. I know. Next prompt. Parents should provide direction and guidance in rational and objective ways. Irrational. Sounded like you said irrational. Oh, in rational and <laughs> objective ways. Yeah, I, I don't see anything wrong with that. I right? don't see anything wrong with that either, honestly. <laughs> strongly agree. Yeah, kind of seems like a gimme. Yeah. Would you do it irrationally? I don't. I think okay, the maybe, other, maybe the other side of this is that you wouldn't provide direction or guidance. Or, or maybe you, you make it too subjective. Or too Maybe emotional. But either way, strong agree. That was pretty strong good. agree. Yeah. yeah. No problem. Children should be told exactly what to do and how to do it. Mm. 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 I'm a... I'm in between disagree. disagree and strong. You disagree? I think I'll land on disagree. Because, I mean, when they're babies... Uh, yeah. Very... Yeah. The, situational. Right? <laughs> I think as they get older, I would back away from that. Because I'm super yeah, excited just agreed. to see what my kid is going to do. Right. I do want to give them that latitude, right? It's like, like, I don't care how you do it. Just <laughs> This is what I get would like done. for you to do. Yeah. 
if you come up with a creative way, and I always, I try to encourage them, like, just be resourceful. Because they always do that thing. It's like, well, I don't know how to. I'm like, hey, you have ways. <laughs> you know, just stop. Back in about my it for a day, we <laughs> yeah. had to learn the Dewey Decimal System to figure out how to do things. <laughs> yeah, especially with math. I'm always like, okay. Because the IO kind of struggles with mental math, you know? Mm-hmm. It just has trouble, like, actually doing the fundamental math things with bigger numbers in her head. Sure. Or if she's going working through like written out problems, I'm like, okay, math is always, you have certain things and you're trying to find something else out. So just like, think about what it is, you know, from what they told you and what you're trying to find out. And that's it. And then you, you can kind of piece it together from there in different ways. But yeah. I, I encourage her to be resourceful and creative because sometimes I straight up tell her, I'm like, I'm not going to tell you how to do it. Yeah. I want you to. I want you to actually through. figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's how you sharpen a child's critical thinking, right? It's, I hope it's so. Not, it's not just about <laughs> math. It's about problem solving. Yeah. It's like I want you to. There's so many avenues now. Yeah. So many different ways you can problem solve. Yeah. And I, I'm always like, that, you know, people, even just in terms of doing stuff like mental math, people do it different ways. So it's very true. Find what works for you, you know. I still don't know how an abacus works. I don't either. I'm, I'd like to know, just for curiosity. But Funny tangent. We were at Target for Black Friday, and they were having, like, sales on toys. So we were just, like, you know, looking. They were selling a baby abacus. I think I've seen that. And I said, why? <laughs> why? First of all, so, what millennial like parents? What <laughs> millennial parent does not... Or knows how to use an abacus. I'm not an accountant. Because <laughs> they still use those. I'm assuming so. I don't know. I do my own taxes. So. <laughs> I tell you, some, someone just has a bone to pick with new math. They're like, fuck this. We're going back to old school. <laughs> We're starting them young. Break out Put some abacus. fruit on that abacus. <laughs> yeah, it's like colored lines of like little different uh, fruit. It was I, very I think weird. I've seen it. I've always wanted to learn them how to use it, though. Yeah, I mean, it's a it's a tried and true way. I'm sure it's like probably easier than the way we do it. I just, I just, I can't even conceptualize it. <laughs> it's like, I don't. How does this work? Kids can make up their own minds and do what they want to do. And do what they want to do. So the way I'm looking at these questions from now on is that this has to be for like five and up. Probably, yeah. Right? Like Cognizant enough to do this, yeah. Like we're not talking you're barely a human, let's learn the fundamentals (laughs) of existence. This is like, you know some stuff, you've tried some stuff, it's time for you to go out into the world a little bit. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I will agree with this statement that kids can make up their own minds and do what they want to do. I mean, I, I definitely agree. They should, they should make up their own minds as, a, as in they should know themselves enough and cut and work to actually understanding themselves. Like I don't want to do that for them. I think the part I'm struggling with is doing what they want to do. Mm-hmm. Like I, I don't, I would love for my kids as in, in terms of like, exploring you know like different things and finding out what they want to do i'm totally fine with that 
But, but if they want to explore the walls of your house with a crane. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, even that might be tolerable to an extent. Um, Look, just keep it to this wall. Yeah, exactly. Please. <laughs> yeah, I guess I guess it's the, uh, the intent of the statement here. Exactly. Because is, is it like do what they want to do and not do like the things they're supposed to do? Right. Right? Like if one of their responsibilities is to like take out the recycling, they're like, you know what? I yeah, want to you. not. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, on that kind of premise, I'm going to say disagree for that reason. All right. Yeah. Nothing wrong with that. Kids oh, need boy. to learn early <laughs> who the boss is in the family. Huh. See, I feel like the, the way it's written seems so loaded. <laughs> I know. Exactly. Because I do agree with this in a way, right? Like in the sense that it's important for kids to respect right. the relationship of parent to child. Yeah. Agreed. Then again, I grew up with my mom always telling me, I'm not your friend. <laughs> I am your boss. <laughs> I am your boss. I'm the boss. That's right. No, but she would always say, like, I'm not I'm not here to be your friend. I'm here to be your mom first. And you have to respect that. Yeah. And like I like that. I want my kid to like respect that and not be like, yo, here's my bitch ass dad. I'm like, whoa. Like, whoa, whoa. <laughs> whoa. <laughs> You're five years old. I do. I agree with it too. Because did you ever read that? Uh, <laughs> we got you guys that book when you first got married. Did you ever read it? Which one? The, um, the love languages? Lo no, love and respect. Oh, love and respect. I did not. No, that's totally fine. Cuts me deep. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> so the the premise of that book is that men have an innate, natural need for respect. Interesting. And, and like. And like that's how it's not that men don't need love or don't need to feel loved, but they they respond to respect more than anything else. Hmm. And uh, I mean, and the context of the book is that it's biblical, but they they talk about how it manifests itself in all these different you know scenarios. And I'm like, I kind of buy that based on how I observe myself. I mean, yeah, you know? I would it, agree with that. It's like I don't need to. I mean, I you know. I definitely love to be loved by the family, but that's not really what I need. Mm. You know, it's like, it's great to have. Well, the form of love that I want is respect. <laughs> Give it to me in respect. <laughs> yes. And for women, it's, it's the women is actually like the feeling of love, right? So their need is to feel that from the husband or from the kids and stuff. It's a really interesting read. They used to do a podcast that I listened to a lot and then, and they stopped. Um, but I do buy that because yeah. I, 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 buy, I would say I buy yeah. that too. So does that mean you agree or strongly agree with this? I agree. I don't know if I'd strongly agree. Yeah, I don't I don't I don't subscribe to whatever I say goes, really. Yeah. You know, I try to be a little more loose than that. Or even whatever Francis says, you know. <laughs> Just whatever I say carries more weight. <laughs> but we're all on the scale, guys. But I do agree. They the, the kids do need to recognize that there's a a different relationship dynamic 
with the parents. Absolutely. And the kids are not calling the shots. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you can say what you want to say or talk, you know, within bounds. It's going to happen. <laughs> yeah. 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 Within bounds. You can't do within, anything within disrespectful because I need respect. That's right. I need the respect. And that's why it was Otis Redding that wrote Respect. Oh. Did you know that? Aretha Franklin is the cover. Did you mention that? I want to say yes. So they one of the things that they talk about is it's that dynamic that is the reason why a lot of men end up cheating on their wives. Because mm, they don't get no respect. And it's, is that what and Rodney Dangerfield was talking about this whole time? I ain't get, <laughs> I ain't no respect. I ain't get no respect. But, uh, but not only like that, that, not only that, but it happens often with people that work. Because people that work give them the respect that they need, and if they don't get it, at, if they don't get it at home, they find it somewhere else, and they like latch onto that. Interesting. It's it's very interesting. You just drop some psychological knowledge on everyone. It's it's a. I mean, and, you know, and I told you guys. Yeah, I told you guys you you could you know you could more or less ignore the the biblical part of it, even though that's where it comes from. There's still a lot of good stuff in there. That's what book is it again? Just so our listeners know. Love and Respect by oh shit, I can't I can't remember the name off the top of my head. Very simple though. Love and respect. Worth a read. If you're Christian or Catholic, definitely worth a read. <laughs> you know. <laughs> As a follow-up to the kids need to learn who's the boss. Children should get their way as often as their parents do. It's a very easy choice for me. That's a no. <laughs> it's a very easy choice for me. I'm, I'm a at least disagree. I'm a strongly disagree. <laughs> you got to earn it. You got to earn your happiness. You know, I struggled. I struggled. <laughs> I struggled. The struggle, the struggle breeds appreciation. <laughs> That's right. That's why I get my way. Also, I make the money to get my way. You don't work yet, child. You don't work. You get the way I give you. <laughs> That's right. And if you don't like that, well, don't know what to tell you. Yeah, I definitely want to. You want to hear their desires. You want to hear their frustrations. Doesn't mean they're going to get what they want. You know, I do want them to be able to express that and know that they can say it. Oh yeah, totally. But that's not a part of the prompt. All right, it's just <laughs> clear. But children yeah. should get their way as often as their parents do. That's insane. Yeah, I know. That that's no, true. Sorry. No, sorry. Not here to judge, guys. Again, who are we? Just two random parents. Yeah, you can judge us all you want. That's true. <laughs> I'm sure you are. <laughs> <laughs> parents should discuss the reasons behind their policies with their kids. I would strongly agree with that. I will agree. Agree with that. Okay. Okay. I think there's not in all cases or even most cases, but I do think there are some cases where it's okay to not have to explain why everything is. Because I do believe sure. that there is a lesson in not needing the why in order for sure. things to happen. Because I, I know, yeah, I agree with that. I know a lot of times, like as adults, we get caught up in why. And I have found through my own personal journey that the why isn't always important. And that sometimes getting so caught up on finding the why 
leads to not realizing other things or being aware of other things going on because we're just so in search for that why. Mm-hmm. So start them young. I agree with that. I've, I have found generally as our kids are getting older, it has become more important for us to do it because now that they're at the point where they know clearly what they what they want and don't want, you know, and they have they do have their own formed and like defined desires, right? So if if they're if we do if we ask them, you know, not to do something or if we have a rule or whatever the case might be and they don't understand it, they get frustrated by it. So then it becomes okay, we've never explained it to you to this point, but now that you're old enough, this is why we do that. You know, this is why we ask you to not to throw stuff into Callum's crib. <laughs> Yeah. This is this is the reason why we ask you not to try and feed him, you know? Yes. Uh, instead of just saying, don't ever feed him. Just don't but, do it. Yeah, don't do it. And then they get mad. They're like, I just want to feed him. It's fun. Like, okay, I get it. But here's why. I you get know? what you're trying to do. You're wrong. I'm not going to yeah, tell you exactly. why you're wrong. <laughs> it's but just But when we explain are. it, and they're like, oh, it, it, I mean... So I actually did this the other day because we're we're just at the beginning of starting to introduce more or like actual food to Callum. Mm-hmm. We were eating tacos and she put like a little piece of cheese on his arm. And we we're like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, please don't do that, right? <laughs> please. <laughs> yeah, she's, you know, she was like, but it's fun. It's cute. And I'm like, okay, yeah. It's like, but if he ends up eating that, which there's a decent chance he'll do it because he shoves everything in his mouth. Mm-hmm. He, you know, it's like he does not know how to swallow. <laughs> if if it ends up going down his throat, he could legitimately choke on it. Absolutely. You know? When she realized it, she got super sad and started crying. Oh, and no. We're like, we're like, yeah, I was like, like we're, not, we're not trying to scare you, but you do have to understand why we said that. Absolutely. Know? And why it's important that you respect that rule. I'm still going to be a soft degree. <laughs> That's t- totally fine. It'll be interesting to do this again. Like episode yeah, as I go through the years. <laughs> yeah. Episode 150. Like, I, we'll do it I again. was so wrong. <laughs> I'm just a shell of a man at that point. <laughs> Children oh. should follow their parents' orders without asking questions. Hmm. I just don't like the word orders. Like, <laughs> Yeah, orders is definitely strong there. Like if you said children should follow their parents' directions without asking questions, I feel like I'm more inclined, more inclined to agree. <laughs> just to agree. <laughs> but I'll, eh, you know what? I As much as it'll pain me, I want my child to be curious and to like limit asking, I feel like is killing the curiosity of the child. Will I always give an answer? That's a separate question. <laughs> I don't ever mind them asking. I'm like really on the fence with it. You can go middle. I might have to. Because there are also times where I'm like, don't like, just do it. <laughs> you know? like, no, this I is a time-sensitive right matter. Now. Yeah, <laughs> there's no way I can break this down for you. Just do it. And we've we've even um, 
We've ex- I've expressed that to them too. I'm like, you gotta, you gotta try and read dad, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, like pay attention to what I'm like, if I ask you to do something or if I'm like telling you to do something, you gotta read me. Cause if, if it's a situation where I really need you to listen, you're going to, you can tell. Yeah. You know, there are in, context in a moment like clues. that. Yeah. <laughs> if it's a moment like that, you really just have to do it without asking like for, and of course that usually is a safety thing, but of course. I'm going to go with disagree on this one. Yeah, I'm, I'm going middle of the road. Situational. Situational. Parents should make their expectations of their children very clear and open to discussion. See, this is interesting wording because I don't believe in having expectations for your child. Mm. I mean, do but I expect them to of- live? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I actually strongly agree with this one. Yeah. Why do you say that? I've, because I, I feel if you don't, so when I read expectations, I'm thinking of stuff like when we're out in public, these are mm-hmm. our, our expectations. Or if we're at a friend's house, you know, like if we go to, when we go visit Steph and Eddie, our, we expect you to clean your shit up <laughs> you <know>? before <laughs> we leave or something like that, you know? Yeah, yeah. And so that way they understand if if they if they don't do that, then there's a reason why we're gonna be upset about it. You know, it's like this is what we and it's it's sort of like a like defining like the culture of your family in a way. Mm-hmm. You know, like this is who we are. This is who others we, are different. Yeah, like we ex- this is how we expect you to be. Like this is how we are going to be. Yeah. In terms of our, that of course doesn't always work, <laughs> but, but at we, least you said it. Because if you don't ever say it, it just you just kind of fight about it without, you know what I mean? Like without actually having those guardrails, I suppose. Yeah, but it should also be open to discussion. So in that framing, I definitely strongly agree. So where are you thinking more like what what we talked about before in terms of broader expectations? Like I expect you to be. I expect you to have fantastic grades in school. I expect you to do community (laughs) service hours all the time and finish college. Like that, those kinds of expectations, I definitely don't want to have for my kid. But like I I said, the expectations of being like a good human being that like understands other people and has that like, you know, um, social, emotional intelligence. Mm-hmm. To be able to deal with a lot of different people, like yes, yeah. And if my child does have to ask me why do we have to be nice to people, <laughs> I'm open to that discussion. <laughs> yes, I discuss it with my with my with myself all the time. Man, I can't speak <laughs> why? today. Why? <laughs> I cannot speak today. It's okay. It's okay. Oh, we're getting close. Parents shouldn't restrict children's activities or decisions. God, I hate the way these things are written. Like, why not just stop uh, activities? (laughs) Or decisions. Or decisions, but you want to combine them. I will agree for the most part. Yeah, same. I generally agree with the statement. Yeah. I think matters of safety, we have to take off the table because obviously 
if my right. kid is like, I'm going to go do something dangerous. I'm be like, hell you are. Like, oh, no, you're not. And there's no explanation. You're just not. <laughs> Minimum agree. I mean, if, you, if we talked about it more, you might be able to talk me into a strongly agree. My kid is going to need to, like, anytime they have something that they want or trying to convince me of something, we'll need, like, a PowerPoint presentation. <laughs> And for these reasons, I think you should invest <laughs> in my decision. <laughs> I want to know your thought process here. <laughs> What's your five-year plan? Walk me through it. <laughs> <laughs> Children should conform to what parents know is right. Wow. Hmm. To what the parents know is right. What does that mean? I'm going to take this at a more like philosophical level. Okay. Then okay. again, like a standards level. And I'm going to strongly disagree because I think it's important. Again, it, it goes back to that like curiosity, critical thinking. I don't think they should conform to what their parents know, what children's parents know is right more than the child should also realize it's right on their own. Right. Does that make yeah. sense? I do agree with that. But that's just me. You don't have to take it in that way. You could interpret the question in your way. I just don't like the wording. That's what Again, I'm saying. What, I mean, what do we know? <laughs> you know? That, I mean, honestly. What do parents know, honestly? We're still figuring it all out, too. That's something that I talk about with Stephanie all the time. It's like that's why I don't feel comfortable having the position of I'm the parent, so I know everything. Yeah. Because I'm a human being and I'm still learning every single day. And I think I never wanna give the impression to my child that I know everything. Yeah, I don't I mean, we're we talking about Stuff that's morally right? I don't know. I, I don't like the question or statement. <laughs> it's all we got, Chris. I, I'll, I'll, I'm going to go disagree. Similar to what to your line of, of, of approach there. It's like the, the, the child really should determine that for themselves. You know, as was touched on before with input and feedback from the parents or, you know, from the ex what they experience from the parents but in the end, it's the children should, the kids should know that on their own. And last but not least, kids should be encouraged to discuss family rules and restrictions. Oh, what a softball. Strongly it's, agree. Yeah, <laughs> me too. What the hell? What? I discourage it. <laughs> All right, let's get these results. As a reminder, this online screening is not a diagnostic tool. Only a trained medical professional, like a doctor or mental health professional, can help you determine the next best steps for you. Get results. Okay. I oh. like this. I like this. This okay. is interesting. I did not expect the results yeah. to come out like this. So the results have come out as a scoring per parenting style. Ooh, okay. This is okay. This is better. All right, the, much, the, much the test is getting me back now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
I'm buying in. All right. So scoring for authoritarian. What do you got? Mine says 14 to 16. You are balanced between being authoritative and democratic. Mm. What's your What's your paragraph say? Your family is balanced between a democracy and the parent being authoritative when it comes to setting rules and expectations. You're sometimes a flexible parent, but you're also sometimes an authoritative parent when it comes to setting standards. You sometimes want to have open discussion with your children about the rules you set, but you also expect your children to obey those rules. You sometimes believe it is important for parents to make decisions for their kids with their best interests at heart. Nice. All right, so middle of the road. Yeah. Yeah. I did not get that. What did you get? I got, you are democratic. Really? What's the number? Zero to 13. So more than likely, I got like 13. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I landed like just, just past it. So mine says, your family is more of a democracy when it comes to setting rules and expectations. Above all, you're a flexible parent. You recognize that sometimes you have to adjust your standards according to circumstances. You prefer to have open discussions with your children about manners and morals and encourage them to discuss their feelings about family rules and restrictions. You'll always try to admit to your kids when you make a mistake. Yeah, I do that. (laughs) And more. (laughs) Can I add that to mine? (laughs) I can can live with that. I can live with that. Okay. All right. So does then mine, we go to our. Does mine feel a little too authoritative for you? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> Ask your kids. Flexibility. True. Yeah. All right. So for flexibility, I got a score of 17 plus. I got the same. Which is you are specific. You want to read it? Whether you're an Earth Mother or a PTA president, or both, you're very concerned with setting specific expectations for your kids' behavior. You do this both by telling them what to do and by acting as a role model, and, in general, you expect them to follow your careful guidance. As a parent, you think you should be very actively involved in fostering your child's growth, which includes determining what activities they should engage in. Sports, tutoring, music, chores, art, yoga, whatever. When it comes to everything your family from family meals to manners and morals, you know what's best. That doesn't sound like us, does it? I don't, the second part of it doesn't, but the first part of it, I feel like does. That you do this yeah. both by telling them what to do and acting as a role model. Yeah. I mean, I do expect them to follow my guidance. When they don't, I'm not <laughs> going to get like totally frustrated about it because it's a Democrat, Democratic household. But, I mean, I'm not going to choose what activities they do. That seems a little bit too involved. Yeah, it seems a little off of what we were saying. When it comes to everything from family meals to manners and roles, you know what's best. Yeah, we literally just said we don't. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I don't know about that one. A little so-so there. And then lastly, scoring for permissive. I got 14 to 16. Same. You are balanced between being lenient and strict. As a parent, you've tried to strike a balance between being an overly lenient parent and one who is too strict. Sometimes you feel like you may need to tell your child what to do, but you also feel it's important to enforce the rules with your children. 
You may punish your child from time to time, but only when absolutely necessary because they've broken a rule one too many times. You want your child to understand why there are rules, but also don't mind if they occasionally break them or have a minor infraction that needs no punishment. I mean, that's probably the the truest out of all of them for me. I think, yep, that seems to be about right. Okay, so this means that we are strict, yet sometimes lenient, authoritarian slash democratic parents. (laughs) We're all of the above. (laughs) A little bit of all of the above. Oh, my. Yeah, I think I agree with you with the, the flexibility one being a little bit weird at the end. But by and by, I mean, pretty solid. They're definitely styles out there that are much like i said like way in either direction which is very interesting because each had you know benefits of their own man but I i'll to... uh, i'll let you watch that show because it's it's i don't want to almost spoil anything for you well now I, I definitely have to watch it that's gonna do it for us today on the midnight connection As always, we want to thank you guys for listening and supporting us like you do. We're coming up to the end of the year, so we might be doing something special for the beginning of the year show. We're working on some stuff in the background. But as always, we want to hear from you guys. What's your parenting style? What did we get wrong or do you disagree with in our choices? Let us know via the comments. As always, don't forget to rate and subscribe our podcast on whatever platform you're on because that kind of stuff helps us get to more ears. Share the podcast with someone new this holiday season. Family's going to be back in town. You can show them an episode. There's something for everyone, even if they're not a parent. Just listen to our music episodes. But we appreciate you guys very much, and we will see you next time at midnight. Thanks for tuning in to The Midnight Connection. The Midnight Connection is a product and trademark of Samurai Beat LLC, which is a fan-funded organization made for you and made possible by you at patreon.com slash samuraibeat. Support us there and join the conversation by submitting your questions, comments, and topics for future shows. We seek to entertain and build a community of adulting gamers like you, and we appreciate your support, your confidence, and your inspiration. Thank you.